After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on a Monday night as the Kings wrapped up their road trip against the Utah Jazz. <sighs> Got off to an ugly start, down by as many as 25 points, but Fox said, we're not going away lightly. The Kings end up taking their first lead late in the game. It was tied up. The Kings had their chances, but the Utah Jazz making plays down the stretch, playing shorthanded, and they beat the Kings tonight 128 to 120. The Kings head back to Sacramento, finishing a four-game road trip at 3-1, and one, and coming up tomorrow night, a showdown with the well-rested Boston Celtics. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. And uh, I'm not how I thought I would be after this loss. Well. And I say that, be, well, let's just say if the game continued the way it started, I would feel a different way. But love seeing a good comeback. They rallied back. Um, you know, a shorthanded jazz team. So there's still a lot of that, like, oh, I'm disappointed. But overall, you got to look at this team, how many games they've been playing, 3-1 road trip. I told you after the Kings last win in Washington, I was a little worried about this game. Yeah. But then today you find out Markinen was going to be out, Clarkson and Sexton out. I'm going, okay, like, yeah, it's the end of the road trip, but the Kings should take care of business. They came out flat tonight. Yeah. You know, and that's probably the biggest disappointment is how you come out. One, defensively, pretty much most of the night, especially in that first quarter, I felt like even late in the game, just too many defensive breakdowns. And then offensively, the zone was a theme tonight. Utah played that zone a lot. And that impact on the Kings in that first quarter. Kings held to a season low 19 points in that first quarter. Down 40 to 19 after one. So, yeah, it was just, it was an awful start for a Kings team that was trying to end the road trip the right way. Yeah, and I think, you know, the way that they came out flat, um, 
the Utah Jazz came out with a different type of energy. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> fast. The pace was so fast to start this game. Yeah, and and I mean they were in they were playing efficient within the pace that they were playing. Um just really came out strong, kind of caught the Kings off guard. You, you I think you could say. Yeah. But I mean the king the reason why I'm like not trying to give them all the credit, the Kings also weren't making their shots and everything, but at the same time, that had a lot to do with how the Jazz were coming out, playing physical, playing intense. Um, they also, the Kings were settling for threes. They yeah. were not getting paint touches, creating threes. Well, and they weren't getting the paint touches because of the defense that the Jazz were playing, whether it was in the zone, whether it was just because of their length, obviously, um, you know, uh, Kessler in the middle, but again, it sucks when you see the Kings not being able to execute against a bigger team, a longer team, and that's what was happening there early on. Yeah, you mentioned that. It's not just Walker Kessler with the length. Obviously, he's a big dude. He impacted the game in a major way for the Utah Jazz. Dude, what a what a steal, Danny Ainge. I mean, every come time. on, man. I just every watched time. that guy, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He ends up with five blocks, but, you know, Agbaji who they start he would who they started tonight he was outstanding yeah. he's got good size you know even THT I know he didn't have his typical night he's been playing lately his last five games he's been tremendous but he only played uh just under 21 minutes tonight they start ham with a Linux they have some good size out there and it it totally bugged the Kings especially with what they were throwing at him early yeah Abaji six five I mean only 22 and he's years strong, old I, he's strong as hell and the way that he would go to the basket on the offensive end it's like he didn't care what was in front of him he just did he played fantastic tonight um and you're gonna have those nights when you there's another player that's just outstanding and there's no way of slowing them down we've seen this happen before with the kings uh and especially when it's like a player you wouldn't really expect but i i i just did not like the way that the kings came out i wanted to also use the excuse a little bit of the altitude i just wanted to be like no, no. And when i say that i'm like altitude last game of the road trip but mostly mentally coming out flat yeah you know, I'm just, and I'm just tying in everything. I'm not giving, oh, that's what, no. that's what they lost. Yeah, well, I, I felt like that was something that got mentioned a lot tonight on the broadcast, too. And I'm just like, I, for me, I don't care. Like, these these Kings players are well-conditioned. We've been talking about yeah. how well-conditioned they are. They practice hard. They get after. I'm not denying that maybe they were tired after the road trip. I don't necessarily think it was the altitude. I mean, they still were able to put up 120 points tonight, okay? You could tell me they're tired, but... They got it going. Yeah. Right. They so it's, through. it's not like they rolled over. Going back to that first quarter, Morgan, I'm curious to get your perspective because it obviously was a terrible start. I mean, it's 38 16 with a minute 43 to go. Um, Sabonis so during the timeout was getting after guys. He was pissed off. I mean, he was yelling pretty good, trying to motivate his team, whatever he's trying to do. But the minute 33 mark, we see a lineup that we have never seen in the history of the Sacramento what Kings. What was it? It was 38 16. When it's Fox, Della Vadova, Keon Ellis, Trey Lyles, and Chemeze Metu. Now, was this Mike Brown so irritated by the start that he was just like throwing something at the wall? Like, you know what? If you're not going to defend Davion or Monk or TD, uh, Deli, get your ass in there. Yeah. Keon Ellis, get your ass in there. It was just a weird lineup to me because I felt like it was just a desperate move. It was like, hey, can I get something? I'm going... 
where's the spacing around De'Aaron Fox? Well, that's what it was, dude. I mean, you've got Metu Deli. Ellis has shot the ball well from three in the G League, but made still that not, first corner three. Not a proven three point shooter, not a shooter that anyone on the floor is really going to respect in the Utah Jazz. And I just thought like that wasn't Delhi's not getting you stops out there, right? It's just not happening. And I don't. This is not a pile on Delhi thing because it, it, you're not going to act like the guy who played literally three minutes tonight cost the Kings anything. No, but it was also I, I think Delhi is to the point that you don't need to play him. We could talk about his leadership and what he said to Terrence Davis before that Wizards game and how impactful that was for TD. But in terms of going out there and contributing, I just don't think he has it. He took a really bad three during the stretch, <sighs> too. I, I just thought that lineup was so curious. I'm like, it, 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 we're this desperate? No, call a timeout, get after your guys, and get them back in there. We don't need to be doing this. I, I, I get it. I, I get what you're saying, Deuce. But I think at the same time, too, like some, I think he felt like he called a timeout. He got after his guys and shit still yeah. wasn't sticking to the wall. Right. Yeah. So he was like, screw everyone. I'm going with this lineup. Who wants to work hard for me? Who wants to get, and sometimes it's not even about working hard. It's just about pushing through mentally and finding a way to get past whatever's in your way. Right. And you just couldn't see these guys in that. It didn't matter if it was the starting group, the second unit, you couldn't see them get past things. So, who went in Keon Ellis and Delhi uh, at the end of that quarter? Yeah, I was just disappointed by the start. So you go down at the end of one, a 40 to 18. And you're wondering, okay, are the Kings just going to just absolutely roll over here? Like what, what's the, what's the response going to be from the Sacramento Kings? And in the second quarter, uh, the jazz go back in the zone. It was clearly causing problems for Sacramento, but then De'Aaron Fox, I thought, Got aggressive. He ends up going, I think, on an 11-0 run by himself. Oh, Finishes my. with 14 points. Hints step back threes. He he played with an edge, and that's where I credit Fox tonight. I thought Fox was like, you know what? We're playing like shit to start this game. We're not going to roll over here. Mm-mm. I don't care. I love that they didn't do the classic thing that some teams do where they get down by 25 points, final game of road trip, they play the next night against a good team and go, we don't have it tonight. Yeah. The Kings made this a game. And that's where I, 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 what I love about this team is they, they continue to fight. They had a huge lapse in that fourth quarter, in that first quarter. They responded in that second quarter to cut the gap big time. And Fox was tremendous. Yeah. And, and when he came out and was playing like that, I, I know it's – pretty obvious to say oh that's contagious like you need someone to click and get things going and we've seen that happen with energy guys coming off the bench we've seen that with um players that just needed to step up but no it was your leader it was one of your star players that stepped up quickly and was like okay I'm taking this one. I'm doing this one. And because he's grown to be so efficient with his shooting, with his ability to get into the paint and and make the right decision, um, he did a fantastic job of taking over in that second quarter. And then it started bleeding into the rest of the game. So at the end of the second quarter, it was 68-52 Utah, Sacramento, Obviously struggled in that first half, 37% shooting. Um, But HB and Fox combined for 26 points in that second quarter. 26 of the Kings, 33 points on 8 of 9 shooting. So at halftime, in a weird way, I felt like pretty good. Because I'm like, this was a really ugly start. They're back in this game. If they can just kind of come out in this third quarter, 
you know Utah should go down a little bit here, and Sacramento's offense will get them back in the game. And that's what happened in the third quarter. Murray and Fox took over. Oh. They combined for 33 points in the quarter. Keegan had 17 in the third. Dude, Keegan Murray, not only his shot, obviously he was knocking down so many, the 6 of 14 from deep, but there was this one play where... Oh, man, I don't know why I don't remember who was passing it to him. He was already on the run to the basket, like to go to the toward the rim. Someone passed him, passing the ball, kind of led him with the ball, and he was just going full force and had an open lane layup, right? And I just love the way that he was aggressively turning corners, going off screens, uh, coming around for the ball to set up his feet quick boom, get the right shot off. Like, everything just looked so much stronger than usual from Keegan Murray. And then knocking down some threes obviously helped too. Keegan ends up on the night scoring 22 points. He had six rebounds. He was 8 of 16 overall, but hit 6 of 14 from three-point land in the game. Yeah. So that was a good sign for sure. Yeah, and I said that in the beginning too when I was talking about him. And I was just like, I think when he was making those threes, it wasn't just how how open he was it was how he was making them like he was so his form his shooting his technique like everything just looked completely in rhythm together 11 threes in the last two games for keegan mm. so maybe he's gonna catch that rookie record Ma he's moving up a little oh yeah bit. we talked about that earlier and we were saying okay he's got to hit like maybe six tonight and we're like well he had five the other night why can't uh. he uh i felt like too when you saw the zone that the, the kings did handle the zone better in that uh, third quarter, yeah, the starters did it well, right? Like they, okay, they got into it fat. They're the zone. I can understand why it presents challenges for teams. You're, we've talked about this on night chat before. More and more teams are doing this, right? You know, we saw a one three one tonight from the Utah Jazz, and um, it, it presents challenges for sure. But you have to, you can't. The one thing you can't do is just pass around the perimeter and not attack. Like someone's got to attack. You cannot, you got to get in the paint. You got to cut, you got to move the ball. And there were too many times in the first half, they weren't doing it. It was much better in that second half, especially to start the third, because what do you know? The Kings got some stops and they were able to push the pace. Yeah. It, yes. And, and as I get to that really quick along the zone, along the perimeter, what they were even doing at times, it would, they would attack like a little spot. Mm-hmm and get the defense to barely collapse and move, there was, like, no substance to what they were trying to do. They thought that that one dribble, getting a defender to take one step in, was going to be enough to get a bounce pass. That's not leaving your next guy open enough. And you're exactly right, Deuce. There, there were, I believe, zero fast break points in that first half. Yeah, only the second time that's happened this season, according to Will Z. So then, oh, nice. And so then look at what they were doing in that second half. Deflections. They were getting steel. I mean, just a lot more activity happening on the defensive end that was leading to fast breaks, that was leading to other baskets, other opportunities. Yeah, Sabonis had a couple of deflections. Uh, I thought Keegan had some nice defensive moments too tonight that were key. The other fun play in that third quarter was when uh, Fox had the inbound and Walker Kessler had his back to him. Yep. Fox throws it off his ass, grabs it, scores it. So he made it look so easy. That was beautiful. He knew exactly how much room he had at the basket. No one else was sagging down. Just well done, smart move by De'Aaron. And he executed it perfectly. Then Monk ends up tying the game at 85. Zone comes back in. I thought they started to attack it better. I mean, we go to the third quarter, 
As we go to the fourth quarter, tied up at 95. Sacramento outscored them 43-27 in that third quarter. So, obviously, the offense was able to give them more. They did better defensively holding the Jazz under 30 points. And you're like, okay, the game's reset here. you got a game here, yeah. fourth quarter comes. And it was more of a struggle for uh, Sacramento. Um, I-, I thought tonight the theme... The Kings' offense wasn't great, but somehow still still puts up 120. And it just shows you how lethal this offense could be. 120 points. They shoot 42%, but knock down 19 three-pointers in the game. They only had six turnovers tonight, which is great. Imagine That's if awesome. they had more. That yeah. would be disastrous. But ugly. they gave up 13 points off those turnovers. So Transition thought, defense ugly. That's what I was going to say. Transition defense is really bad. I mean, and I thought... <laughs> I thought Monk and HB got exposed a lot defensively tonight. I mean, it, it just they had their beat, moments. Just getting beat. Yeah, Monk, uh, Chris Dunn destroyed the Kings tonight. Yeah, and I love his story, Chris Dunn, who we called it one of his G League games last year. A guy who's dealt with so many injuries throughout his career. He's back in the NBA. Utah gives him a chance. He comes off the bench tonight, has a season high eighteen points, ten assists on seven of twelve, and he he was just getting his stuff way too easy. Can't be beating guys off the dribble. I mean, he was just being more physical. And it, it wasn't pretty at all. And then Abaji, who I like a lot, he was getting stuff too easy. Yeah, like getting into the paint too easy. It was just doing, um, I mean, but he was super active too. And I think when we talk about this Jazz squad, you know, you see what they've been able to do yeah. this season with their youth, with their rebuilding process. And they... They play their asses off. Dude, they really, really play hard. And you go, man, you kind of like some of these guys yeah. that they have on the roster for sure. Uh, Walker Kessler, what a force he was tonight. You know, we haven't talked about Sabonis yet. Yeah. Sabonis, 11 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists on 4 of 11, uh, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He was beyond frustrated late in the game with some of the contact he got. And la- last game we noticed that it looked like he hurt his right hand at one yeah. point, right? So both hands. Hurt. Yeah. I'm sorry, it was left hand. Yeah, he has both hands that would Whatever be hurt. Whatever hand, yes. yeah, okay. Yeah. So I was wondering if he was feeling it tonight because he was seemed very passive in this game. And I don't know if it was passive because Walker Kessler was down there. Mm-hmm. But Five there, blocks. He had five blocks, another game with five <laughs> blocks. It's just tremendous. And he had a big one late on Sabonis. Then Sabonis came down, got really frustrated, and dunked it super uh-huh. hard to cut it to three. But, yeah, I just – Kessler impacted the game, man. He, he is did. such a good rim protector. And for them to go from Gobert, overpaid, aging, you trade Drama. him for a buttload of picks, and you get Walker Kessler back in the deal, who's just better than him now. Yeah. What a pickup for them. But I thought Kessler did a great job tonight. And I, I, I don't know. I just thought Sabonis was either overthinking him a little bit. I just felt like he wasn't as aggressive. He, so we talked about this the other day too, when we were like, teams should try to get in Sabonis's head more because you most likely can't because he's very, he's very strong mentally. Um, but when you do, you really throw him off his game. And I think tonight wasn't one of the worst nights I've seen him, you know, thrown off his game mentally but he was he was Olenek can do that to people Olenek's a little secret dirty guy well that and like you said with Kessler as well I mean it's just frustrating when you can't get yours and I think in some ways he was like okay how can I create for others when really it was like 
shit, Sabonis, they need you to create. They need you to score. But at the same time, maybe he felt like he was going to be forcing it through arms and was going to be forcing something that wasn't there if he was creating. But I would have liked to see him create a little bit more yeah, for try himself. To, I mean, try to get Kessler in, in the foul trouble. I mean, Walker Kessler tonight had three fouls. By the way, Olenek, his final numbers, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 8 dimes Ugh, on his, 6 of 12, dude. His outside shot was just, I mean, when he was knocking those down. Well, late on closeouts, too. Sacramento yeah. Was so late on closeouts. They either close out too hard or they're way late. That was it. There was just, there's so many little mental mistakes, the details tonight that were frustrating even later on, right? Obviously, early on, there was a lot of things that were frustrating, but the little things, getting back in defense uh, in just their transition D as a whole, and then even Malik Monk hitting or missing that technical foul. No, it wasn't a technical foul free throw. It was the um, oh, yeah, Kelly Olenny. Thank you. Foul. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was the take foul uh, free throw, and he missed it late, and I'm just like, that doesn't happen much. Yeah, Monk had a weird night. Yeah. Very bizarre night. He wasn't very efficient, but he had that one layup. That I don't know how he finished it. I oh, don't yeah. Get how he did it at all. And then defensively, he was, and it was tough because I thought, I was, I was talking to you a little bit before where I'm like, I was surprised they ended the game with Monk. And we should also know Kevin Herter did not play tonight. We mentioned the Jazz being shorthanded. Kevin Herter did not play tonight. Lyles did come back. Mm -hmm. He played 25 minutes, but wasn't really his night. Um, I thought um, I was surprised that they finished with Monk down the stretch. I get it from the standpoint that that zone was at play, and I felt like they wanted to have another creator out there, someone yes. who could attack the zone. And, you know, if you have Kessler Edwards, it, it's it, we've talked about this before with the Kings. Like, you're Mike Brown's trying to have this balance of, like, all right, we need offense, but we also need defense. We're struggling with the zone. Kessler Edwards is not going to really attack this zone probably the right way. We need to have Monk out there. Excuse me, but on the other end, I thought the Kings got hurt. Yeah, no, and that's exactly it. I think they they needed his playmaking ability, and his playmaking ability can work magic on his own, right? When you can just uh, get to the open spot, attack the gap, find the man in the dunker spot, or make a, a great skip pass across the court. You can depend on Malik Monk to, do, to make those type of plays on the offensive end, and he still was doing things on that end of the floor, but it just, everyone wasn't together. Everyone wasn't capitalizing. I mean, the one guy that just really you wish could have done something all night long, De'Aaron Fox. I, every time he got into the paint and someone just would lose him, and so then Walker Kessler would try to come up a little bit, but then wouldn't fully commit, and De'Aaron knew it every single time and was like, all right, this is my jumper. Is like my little midi. I got this right here. And he just, it's almost impossible <laughs> to do that all night. Well, if you're going to struggle with size. Yeah. You realize what tomorrow night is. A matchup with the Boston Celtics. Robert Williams returning after his he absence. Is. He's been out, what, seven, eight games for the Boston Celtics. Al Horford. Uh, Al Horford scheduled to play unless oh. something changes on the injury report. Both teams, by the way, coming off losses to the Utah Jazz. So annoying. They have been off since Saturday. Uh, a couple other thoughts on this game real fast. De'Aaron Fox finishes with 37 points, 14 of 21 shooting. How about D. Fox? Six of nine from three. Dude. He has some nasty-ass step-backs tonight. I, so I, I, te I text you at one point during the day. I'm like, he's, he's just that dude. He's that dude. Fox is 
a legit talent. I know it's like, hey, the Kings lose, so you, you know, sometimes that stuff flies under the radar. No, Fox got them back in this game. He played his ass off. Yep. He helped make this a game in that second half where the Kings had a chance to win. And ultimately, they don't get stops. The size bugged them. It's a tough way to lose. I don't know. I mean, four games in six nights is not easy, but you also have another game tomorrow, which is five games in seven nights, but four and six is tough. You're not going to win every game. I just thought once they got that lead in the fourth quarter, like, oh, they can just steal this one, just steal this one. It sucks they lost, but overall, I'm not like panicking either. No, no. I, yeah, I, wa- I wanted the steal. Didn't get it. Loved how De'Aaron Fox played. Loved how Keegan Murray played tonight. I, I just thought it was um, fantastic from how he was being aggressive. And then you you look at Sabonis' stat line, and it's almost a triple-double, and you just laugh that we're talking about it the way that we were talking about it. But truly, you could tell, like even with his nine assists, that something was a little bit more passive with him, and he wasn't going to be the one that was played going through off. Walker Kessler. Exactly. Like, completely... Everything he did tonight, still great. It's just those moments when you're like, was there something missing from him? Um, Yeah, and then Kessler Edwards, I just want to mention really quick because he was obviously in the starting lineup again, 19 minutes, only six points and uh, one rebound, two assists. So, you know, you didn't get the production you wanted from him, but I also think on the defensive end too, it was like Mike Brown was just getting frustrated and was like, okay, if I don't trust you right now, like I've only seen you for such a short amount of time. I'm not going with it. Same, I'm just not I mean, going to deal. Terrence Davis, five yeah. minutes in the whole game after what he did last game. Right. He was 0 for 4, took some bad shots. They didn't like him. They were settling. He's out. He doesn't play anymore. The bench let him down tonight. Yeah. The ben- I mean, you look at the, the bench play, Utah versus Sacramento tonight. Chris Dunn gives you 18 and 10. You had, is this right? Oh, man. Ozabuki had 13 and 8. On six of six man. in 18 minutes, man. Those final numbers. I knew he had an impact, but man, when you look at that, you're like, damn. Oy. You know, um, so that was tough. And then, you know, um, Rudy Gay gives him 11. It wasn't efficient, but they got some scoring off the bench where the leading score for the Kings off the bench was Monk at 15. No one else really gave him much at all. Yep. So Tough one. Tough one. Let's uh, give some love to the people watching us live. You guys are hardcore. Appreciate you guys being here after a loss. Make sure if you're here, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed as we chase 11,000 subs. All right. Thank you so much for the donation. Sam became a member tonight. Appreciate that. Lexi, donate 12 bucks. You guys do this as a labor of love. Really appreciate you both. We appreciate, appreciate you. Uh, it's fun. I mean, we're hanging out talking Kings basketball. With uh, all of you. We're growing this small business. It's fun. Trevor, appreciate you becoming a member for nine months in a row. He says, Kings fans, bring it tomorrow. We got this. Let's go. It's going to be a tough one tomorrow. It's going to yeah. be really, How, really tough. Well, uh, temperature check? How are you feeling about tomorrow? Temperature check. Not great. Okay. But also, I feel like... Let's talk about that in a second. Oh. We should mention that tonight's podcast is presented by our buddy, Sean Stanfield, over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. If you're looking to buy a house, Sean is your guy. If you have questions about buying a house, can I afford it? Or maybe you're going, should I refinance? Maybe it makes sense for you if you're in a bad rate. I don't know. This guy, Sean Stanfield, huge Kings fan, has all the answers to your questions. He's not trying to push you in. I'm going to get you in a house no matter what. No, he's going to walk you through the process. Is it process? What did I say? Process. Sure. If it makes sense for you, go 
who will do it, but he is the best person to reach out to. You can hit him up on his website at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. You can also call or text him at 916-276-7563. That's 916-276-7563. Equal housing lender, subject to credit approval, NMLS ID number 349707. Company NMLS ID number 2611, NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends at Guaranteed. Right. Guaranteed. Right. Also, shouts T.R. Reagan Morgan. Your Girl. mom writes books. They're thrillers. They're dark. They're twisted. People should read them. People should read them. Just let everyone know I'm on book number five of this, f- her first thriller series ever, which is a six book series. And oh my God, she's about to write another book for Amazon right now. Ooh. And I'm like, no, no, no. Please just continue this story of this six book series that I'm reading right now because it is so good you guys the first one you got to start with is abducted make sure to go to amazon.com just search tr reagan or go to trreagan.com you can see all of her books there her latest one obviously is such a beautiful family that was a uh standalone book but man her lizzie gardner series it is to die for i'm not even kidding some of the best stuff i've ever read yeah dark twisted based yes. in sacramento check it out appreciate everyone's support the deuce and mo podcast all right, guys, next up, the Boston Celtics. The Ayo. Boston Celtics, who haven't really been playing great basketball lately. No. But they have been off since Saturday after they lost to the Utah Jazz. They are getting Robert Williams back for this game. Um, the latest injury report, I think, just has Peyton Pritchard out at this point. So they are relatively healthy coming into this game. They are 49-23 and 23 on the season. They've been a little up and down recently. Yeah. Uh, they did have a loss to the Houston Rockets. Um, they beat Minnesota on the road. They beat Portland on the road, lost to Utah. This is a final, the final game of a long road trip for them, Morgan. This is the final game of a six game road trip. They have been off since Saturday. So they're obviously a team that knows how to lock down defensively. Great size with Horford and Williams. We talk about the Kings dealing with size, the defense, the Jason lane. Jason Tatum, Tatum, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. I mean, Marcus Smart. Smart. You got guys that Smart's can. Smart's not 100% right now. He says that ankle's bugging. Good point. Good point. So, But you still have, obviously, the rest of the squad where that is long, can defend, hands in the passing lane. The, this is one of those teams you got to be sharp. You got to be precise with your passes. Fake a pass to make a pass. All the details. All the things that the Kings didn't do early on in this game against the Jazz tonight. Um... Obviously, they're not only good on the defensive end, what they can do on the offensive end. Jalen Brown has been on a tear. It's, uh, yeah, just a little scary, little scary little Tuesday for the Kings at Golden One Center, but... That crowd's going to be into... Tomorrow is a, we got to feed off the crowd game. The bench needs to step it up. Yeah. It's going to be one of those tough games. It's going to get physical. And, uh, you know, I made this point to you, I think, earlier today. I was watching the Bucks play the Raptors last mm-hmm. night, and the Bucks were going through the motions, and you just knew that they were going to end up winning the game at home, and they did. And I'm going watching the Bucks going. This is this team's playing completely different than they played in Sacramento. And my- after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Point is this, teams are starting to bring it yep. against the Kings. They know coming to Sacramento is a tough place to play. One, the atmosphere is crazy. They all know about the beam. They know that the Kings are way, way improved this year. I expect tomorrow night to be intense. And it's the fifth game in seven nights for the Kings. But this is what your mindset has to be tomorrow night. What is that? Your mindset has to be, we are going balls to the wall. Because we don't play again until Friday. So yes, five games in seven nights is Dude. hard, and you've just you're got you're getting home late tonight after a long road trip where you just try to come back from twenty five down to Utah, but it's a big game. Yep, it's the Boston Celtics defending Eastern Conference champions. It's a good test. You get that win, you're off until Friday. Dude, you're off until Friday, and then you get another back to back with Phoenix and then the Utah Jazz. But just. You're going to get rest. You're you going to get some rest here. Push through. Push through. Do everything you can. Is Kevin Herter? We, we don't know, obviously. No, and he was questionable going into tonight. Okay. I would say this. I would be surprised if Herter played tomorrow. And to be honest, I wouldn't force him back. Just I, wait. I think you wait and see. Get to Friday. Okay. Get to Friday. I'm cool. And I'm cool with that. You know, you just, like you said, you need ev all your guys to step up and be locked in. I think everyone's capable of stepping up um, in big ways, but even in the small ways we need, if you do have to go to Terrence Davis or let's say Kessler uh, Edwards is, it's so funny when you do a game with say, Walker Kessler. When you have Walker Kessler and Kessler Edwards, you really get tripped up. It, it Why happens. is that? They're completely it's just the different names. Yeah, the Kessler throws okay. you off. I mean, it's a pretty unique name. It's not like there's a ton of Kesslers yeah, walking around. But I guess in tonight's yeah. game. Well, with Kessler Edwards, I just think about, obviously, if Kevin Herter isn't playing, then he's in that starting role again. What can he do differently to be effective in his time? Even if it was the same amount of time that he was playing, but I think his, his body size, his length, and what he can add on the defensive end is going to be huge in a game like tomorrow. So, like, no quick fouls. Just lock in, be ready um, to come up big for your squad. De'Aaron Fox, 
How many minutes did he have to play tonight? He had to play... 35. Uh, 30. Which is not ideal. We said before... Remember today with Chris Watkins, yes. Chris Watkins called Matthew Delvadova the human beam. Beam. And if he's in there, that means the Kings are winning. And then I see him enter the game in the first quarter. I'm like, what do you... Just to be clear. Yeah, Chris. God damn it. But um, he's not the human beam. And... No knock on Matthew Delvadova, but no, you no, just no. you really want to see him at the end of the game because then that's when you know the Kings are up. And I think it wasn't only us that looked at this game and we're going, okay, this should be one of those wins. You felt it even tonight with the way that the Kings came out really flat, just not locked in. You got to have a different mindset tomorrow. And not only because you're on your home floor, it's the second night of a back-to-back. The postseason is coming, yep. and those are the type of teams, the Celtics are the type of teams you're going to be seeing in the postseason. Could be whether an NBA you're Finals tired, preview, right? It'd be a Finals stop. preview or no? Whether you're tired. Well, Celtics aren't getting there. Whether you're whatever, you just, you got to bring it on a different level. Kings still have the best record in the NBA after the All-Star break. 11-3 and three now after tonight's loss. That's the perspective I have tonight. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It sucks that you lost to the shorthanded team. You knew the Jazz were going to play hard, but you wish you had this game. You still come back of a road trip three and one. Yep. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. Now you come back home and you got to you gotta compete. And just another thing, we talk about the Sacramento Kings 11 and three after the break. Boston is seven and six after the All-Star break. They're 13th in offensive rating after the All-Star break, 14th in defensive rating. So they've been very average lately. Now, getting Robert Williams back, I imagine he'll be on some sort of minute restriction. Who knows if the Celtics will rest anyone else. Um, it is the final game of a road trip for them, and they've been off since Saturday, so I'd be surprised. I, I feel like they'd want to get this one before they head back home for a nice stretch of games against the Pacers and Spurs. Um coming up here for the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would imagine that would be the case. So, um, I mean, just expect a really tough grinded out kind of game, right? Yeah. It's going to be tough for I, sure. You know, what's funny. I don't have, I don't have a lot of doubts because every time I do this Kings team just proves me wrong. And they're like, we don't ever give up. We've somehow find, freshness in our legs even when it's like really hard and it's the second night of a back-to-back sometimes we even play better on a second night of back-to-back so I don't doubt it but but you just feel like man if they have to play a game like they did against the Bucks the other night and it is the second night of back-to-back it does worry you a little we'll see man okay you're back home it's okay. a new day you learn from your mistakes sure figure it out just don't get embarrassed don't get embarrassed. Oh, we should look at the standings now because Memphis won tonight. Memphis was taking on the Dallas Mavericks. They were shorthanded, obviously. John Morant's coming back to them apparently Wednesday against the Houston Rockets. He was at the game tonight watching uh, on the bench. Memphis was down 16 in this game to the Dallas Mavericks, who were, again, playing without Luka. Kyrie did play. They ended up rallying, come back. They've won three in a row, so now they have a one-game lead on the Sacramento Kings. Kings dropped to the third spot. Um, they are still five games ahead of the Phoenix Suns, who are in the fourth spot. And with the win tonight, maybe the Kings were trying to do this on purpose, right? Utah Jazz, they get the win. Lakers on the outside looking in of the play, and Utah's 10. Ooh. The Lakers are now a half game back. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> very in- The Lakers, what a weird story. Um, 
Grizzlies Mavs tonight. I sent you an IG story. Oh my God. This might be a top five <laughs> oh, NBA good. moment of the season. So after the game, Dylan Brooks and I guess Kyrie Irving, I don't, you know, sometimes you don't know when this is arranged before the game, right after Dylan Brooks was trying to do a little Jersey exchange with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie took off his Jersey and gave it to Dylan Brooks. He did not take Dylan Brooks' jersey back. Dylan Brooks took off his jersey to give to Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie didn't want it. Kyrie, just Kyrie like didn't take it. Dapped him and like bounced. And it's what's <laughs> funny about that too is that earlier in the game there was a moment that Dylan Brooks ended up stepping on Kyrie's ankle, and it was it. There's no malicious intent. Like you could see the replay over and over again. There was was no, there malicious intent by what uh, Kyrie did? But that was. Hilarious. That is the Rias. funniest like, shit. The most disrespectful thing ever. When you're trying to give a guy your jersey, like not even trying to be nice and taken, just throwing it to a kid or something. He could have totally done that. He could have mm -hmm. taken it and like handed it to a kid on the way out. No, he goes, I'm good. I mean, honestly, what's he going to do with a, a Dylan Brooks jersey anyway? Burn it. I mean, Kyrie Irving has played against some of the great players. If you're going to do a jersey exchange, you're going to like, do you think these guys keep all the jerseys? I think some do. Okay. The, the funniest one years ago is I remember when uh, I laughed at this at the time. What? I'm just going to be fair. Uh, it was a young Kevin Herter exchanging a jersey with Dwayne Wade in Wade's final year. Aww. And you're like, that's kind of funny. But Kevin Herter's favorite player growing up was Dwayne Wade. I remember, I remember <laughs> making fun of that. There was another random one that the Kings did once. Was it like Frank Mason exchanging a jersey with oh, Dwayne yeah. Wade or something? Oh, yeah. That, we were making fun of that this year when like Dwayne Wade was exchanging jerseys with everyone. I think <laughs> Frank Mason exchanged. I'm going, you think D-Wade kept that one? You think D-Wade... Yeah, if I, if you're Kyrie, you've got all... You've won, championship, you've won a championship. You've got all the best memorabilia uh -huh. possible. You good. You're not... Dylan Brooke... I'm good. I'm good. good. For the other guys, though, I'm curious. Yeah, like, I mean, if I was in that situation and I was even just a role player and I got anyone's jerseys, I think it would be the coolest thing. Except even Dylan Brooks' jersey. I would just be like, yeah, what an asshole. No. You know, like, I would just remember it like that. I hated like playing it. against that guy. Uh, let's get to some people in the chat. People were laughing at the... Uh botched jersey exchange tonight jordan the chest says the kings and their fans have become way too cocky come if playoff time when everybody clamps down that historic offense will come down to earth your defense is awful and utah exposed it tonight oh jordan you're just someone from the outside looking at um i mean the, the king's magic number is four games they're going to make the playoffs like they're going to be in the top six so yeah that's that's going to happen i mean they, they may have a spot clinched by this weekend you know golden state plays dallas Golden State loses tomorrow night. That goes down to three. If the Kings win two, if they somehow beat Boston tomorrow, that goes the magic numbers down and, to two. It's, they're going to clinch. And something else I would say to Jordan yeah. about the historic offense will come down to earth. You know, it's funny that the historic offense hasn't come down to earth, and it's what everyone's been saying all season yeah. long. And so I understand what you're saying. It's a whole different – well, I think oh. you're trying to troll, but what I will say to you, just because I can actually talk to humans, is – in the postseason, absolutely. It's a whole different basketball totally. game. We don't know so how it's going to go. You just don't know. But the other thing is, uh, when he says that Kings fans got, I don't think Kings fans are cocky at all. I think Kings fans are just like, I can't believe we're here. I mean, uh, unless you, again, you, when you, if you're in your own social media bubble, maybe your feed is showing cocky Kings yeah. fans. I'm sure there are some who exist. If you're coming here uh, and you're a Utah fan, maybe, I don't know who you're, you're a fan of. 
uh, we like what, what the Utah Jazz are doing. We, we're giving them love for the moves that they have made and the direction they're going and how they play tonight, how hard Will Hardy has these guys playing and competing every night. They deserve a lot of love. Hell, they're in the mix right now to be a playing team. From Sacramento's standpoint, I could speak for us and maybe some people who are in the chat. No one thought they, the Kings were going to have a chance to maybe win 50 games this year. No. We're talking about, hey, maybe playing off as 500 would be great. Kings fans right now are like enjoying the moment. And they do feel like they probably have a chance to win a series. What I will say, too, and if anyone was cocky before tonight's game going into Utah and taking on a shorthanded Utah yeah, game, yeah. I mean, it's only because they've been playing so well, like that's going to be the mindset uh, that definitely wasn't my mindset, but you can't blame them for having a little bit. Some of those thoughts yeah. when half the team is um, not even playing, but and yeah, then he was saying that the King's defense is awful too. And look, the Kings have had stretches where their defense is really bad. And I thought you saw that tonight, big time where like, what, what's going on with the Kings. And the one thing I would know, and you know, the, the fourth quarter defensive rating is 13th. Like, so it does get better later in the games. And, you know, they've been able to compete and hang with some of the best teams in the league. They really have. The Milwaukee game was great. The Clippers game was great. Um, they, they've hung with Dallas. They beat Dallas. I mean, it, it, the, the way they are scoring the ball at a historic rate, who knows if that comes down to earth come playoff time? And it might. Um, you know, they didn't handle the zone well tonight. But you would have to think that they'll adjust from that. We'll see. I mean, I, I guess I'm just not that concerned about it because my thing is if the Kings get into the first round and win a series, that's a amazingly successful year for Sacramento. Yeah. Vegas had them at 33 wins. So anyway, Jordan there, there's your answer to that question. The defense isn't where it needs to be, but they have shown better signs as of late. That's I how I look it at it. I think it was a question. I think it was more of a, yeah, yeah. And we just handled it the right <laughs> way. Uh, a couple of weird things tonight in the NBA. We mentioned the Grizzlies coming back and in, in winning that game against Dallas. That wasn't all tonight. How about the lowest scoring double overtime game you'll see? What? That Chi was double overtime? Yeah, Chicago beat the Sixers 109-105 in double overtime. A nice win for the Bulls, who the Kings just beat after that Fox game winner. DeRozan had 25, Levine had 26, Embiid with 37-16, three blocks. Harden had five points on two of 14. Ouch. Clean O of six. When I saw that Levine had the uh, Levine twenty six points in yeah. this win, I was like, "Wait, why are they pointing out it's twenty six? Like nowadays, it's everyone has a, yeah. a sixty seven points. Right. So what's happening? Well, the shooting numbers in this game. Ooh. Check this out. The Bulls shot forty one percent. They were seven of thirty three from three. Uh, the Sixers were forty two percent. 10 of 36 from three. Okay. I should. I want to bring up one more King stat from the game. That Please. This just remind me of going back to Kings Jazz. I know we moved on. Uh, we talked about Kessler, Walker Kessler's impact tonight and just their size. The Kings in the paint scored 38 points. They scored 46, 56, 38 in the paint. Kings in the paint were 19 of 40. Oh, yeah. So that was not good. Nope. So anyway, Sixers lose in double overtime. Only put up 105. Okay. Kind of wild stuff. Warriors won. They bounced back against the Rockets. 121-108. Not really a surprise there. But give it up. The Golden State Warriors got their eighth road win of the year. Wow. What, what a moment for this group. What a moment for this group. Little bit of pettiness. Yeah, for sure. Okay. The other game we got to talk about yes, real fast. that's the Minnesota, one. New York. Julius Randle had 26 points in the third. He had 52 points going into the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. Let's also remind you, Minnesota playing without Ant tonight. Oof. They end up winning. 
beating the Knicks 140 to 134. Julius Randle had 57 points in the game on 19 of 29 shooting, 8 of 14 from three, but it wasn't enough because the T Wolves shoot 61%. Torian Prince. This is the most random 35-point game in history. Torian Prince had 35 points. He made all eight of his threes. Wow. This is the league. And this is what you admire, dude. I, I don't love that the Kings lost tonight, obviously. Sure. But I like that teams compete. Utah's trying to play for something. They may be shorthanded, but they're like, no, we're trying to be a playing team. We're trying to win games. They won shorthanded tonight. Minnesota... Without Ant, Cat could be back soon. Whatever. We're not worried about that. We're going to go play tonight. We're going to go try to get this game tonight, a game they should not have won, being that shorthanded. Guys step up. They beat the Knicks tonight. Yeah. That's big-time shit. The, the uh, competitiveness, night in, night out, for a lot of these teams, whether um, they're playing for a playing spot or trying to stay in the playoffs, it's been real. It's been fun as of late. And I know it's... Of course, it's fun when you have some high-powered offenses. Guys are scoring a 57-point game um, from one of the better players in the league. You love to see it, but you're just seeing it spread out for so many different players. Like, think about when people look in on the Kings and they go, whoa, Terrence Davis off the bench at another 30-something point game? Like, it's great that the league has so many different players and even role players that are stepping up in so many big ways. You're absolutely right. Uh, let's get to some people in the chat. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. But actually, before we get to the chat, it would not be a night chat without someone that I think we have to make up with a little bit here tonight. Oh, after last night, last game where he just jumped in in the middle of Mike Brown talking. Let's uh, check in with Coach Nick. Hi, Coach Nick. Hi, Dusimo. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, oh there's his. Hell yes. Congrats. Your, your special Olympics ribbon. For, what's that say? Skill, skill, courage, and what what else does it say? Move it up. No, 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 no not up, 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 up. up. Skill, skill courage. courage, sharing, and joy. Good job, man. We're proud of you. Good job, dude. Fourth place, but you know what? I tried my best, but I always play better. Good job. Oh, no, and, and you, hey, like you said, trying your best. If you give it your all, that's all that matters. And you still got fourth place. That is amazing, Nick. I got a, I got upset that day, and I called Folsom Hills. That I said, I told Folsom Hills that they cheated, and then one of them was pushing and shoving with me, and I didn't like that. I was kind of like, I was upset. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So you kind of lost your cool like Sabonis did tonight, huh? I kind of, I was crying and upset. Oh, sorry, Nick. Man. Hey, it's but, a you know, I just really, I wanted to come into first place, but you know, I. I thought I did my best. You're, well, you you're did a your best. I like it. your competitive fire is great, Nick. What about the Kings tonight? You know, hey, well, we we didn't play really well tonight. We didn't come out strong, but we got it. We got to come out good tomorrow. We're playing Boston Celtics. I will. I will be at the game tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that means Paul Pierce will be on pregame live at six thirty. You can join me at the pregame live booth with you can listen to Paul Pierce talk to. I think it uh, is it you tomorrow, Morgan? No, no, it's with Kyle. Yeah, Paul Pierce is going to be on the uh, on set tomorrow. That guy better be uh, wearing a Kings hat. I don't want him in there with his Celtics. Why are we celebrating a Celtics player anyway? Can you ask me that? <laughs> so Draper and him are going. Oh, Celtics! I, this. Even Kenny, Celtics Kenny that. asked Get Draper tonight. Here. Kenny asked Draper tonight. He goes, "Who you who you rooting on tomorrow?" And he goes, "Kings write my checks." I was like, "Oh, you son of a!" 
I didn't say it though, Nick. I didn't say he, it. He, he's from he's from Boston. I know. Uh, well, guess what? He's in Sacramento now, so <laughs> he's calling games for the Kings. I don't want to see Celtic fans inside the arena. Ooh. So, what do you want to see tomorrow night? What's your message to the team? They're gonna be tired, Nick. What do you what do you tell them? You push the ball tomorrow, and you need to like to be right in front of the Celtics. All right. I like well, it. Hey, Nick. Why not? Why not win? All right. And also to coming up on Friday, I we know, have to Nick. start the Kings I on know. Friday at the Golden Reserve. I know, I know. You want <laughs> tickets? I will get you tickets. I promise. Yes. All right, Aww. all right. That's what you're asking for. All right, sleep beams, Nick. Hey, there's no beam tonight. Oh God. Okay, you're right. Sleep dreams. There's no beam, Morgan. Sleep dreams. Sleep dreams. <laughs> that was a good bounce back for Nick. I think we we all needed that. Yeah, I love that guy. My mom was like. You know, I feel like Deuce was being a little mean to Nick the other night. And I was like, no, he was joking. I was joking. You mean because I call him a son of a bitch? That and probably just because you're a little bit more edgy lately. Have I been edgy tonight? Not at all. You've been great tonight. I told you. I even said that day. I said I am fragile emotionally and I'm doughy <laughs> physically. I was definitely <laughs> feeling it. So, yeah, I think we're all going uh, through stuff. You know, I said we're going to wrap up, but before we go, I think we need to hear from a couple of people. Oh, yeah. We have not heard this because they did not carry it post-game. Uh, we should hear from Mike Brown. What do you think Mike Brown's tone is after a game like tonight? Do you think he's going to go with, uh, I'm happy we got back in the game, competed, the fire of the team, or do you think he's going to be upset about how they came out? I actually think he's going to be upset about how they came out, but like, okay, hey, three and one road trip. I, I think so too. Yeah. It's surprising. Like they, they beat the Knicks on TNT. He rips them for good reason. Uh, and they came out inspired after that. Tonight, he'll probably do like the opposite. Here's uh, Mike Brown. Let's see what he has to say after this Kings loss. Uh, heck of a game by by Will Hardy and the Jazz. Yeah. Um, you know, they did what they uh, knew they were supposed to do coming into the game. Um, they uh, played their their zone, and it brought us to standstill in the first quarter. <clears throat> and, you know, obviously after that, our guys finally just started making the simple pass and simple read, and, and we got great shots the rest of the way. Um, but defensively, we were we were not good. Um, we weren't physical at all. Uh, they kind of got to their spots, got where they wanted, and uh, that helped them start the game feeling really, 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 really comfortable. Uh, we couldn't guard the kid, uh, Agbaji. He had his way with us. Yeah. Uh, even after timeout, one-point game, he just – Face cuts us for a layup. Mm. You know his movement was fantastic. Um, the way they set screens was really, really, really good. And uh, you know you got to give Will Hardy, his staff, and all their young guys a lot of credit because their young guys really, really stepped up for him. I mean, Zabuki was six for six from the floor. You know, like I said, Agbaji had twenty-seven. Um, Walker Kester was just a monster in the paint. You know, we couldn't get anything around the rim. So you give them credit. And like I said, the, you know, I, I'm not really disappointed in how we played offensively because it took us a little bit of rhythm just to see where and how to attack their, their, their zone. Uh, I'm just disappointed more than anything else in, uh, in how we defended, you know, giving up 128 points. 
the way we did. That that was disappointing to see. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, you uh, the points in the paint tonight, fifty six thirty eight. That's something I know you've been watching. Um, did you feel like the, tonight was a little bit of a, a step back in that area? Uh, I, I thought, you know, and, and you're going to have steps backwards, but I thought, yeah, I thought more than anything else, our physicality, I thought our pick-and-roll defense wasn't great. There was so many times that uh, we either miscommunicated our coverage, didn't hear our coverage. They just rejected and went straight downhill and dunked on us. Mm. You know, and our, our weak side was not good at all. You know, first play of the game, they get a, a dunk because – we're hugged up to our man on the weak side of the floor, and it's it's uh, goes with the territory. You know, there's a lot we can take from this game and learn from this game, and uh, hopefully we'll be ready to to go tomorrow. Sometimes is it tough when you're playing against a team down three starters and you know nothing to lose? Uh, yeah, we've been pretty good with that most of the year, and 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 I I told our guys before the game, I said. I said, you know what, <clears throat> the one thing that you know Utah's going to do, I said this before the game, I said, their young guys want to prove that they're starters, that they deserve minutes, and they're going to come out with a ton of energy. And I said, you know, we just don't want to get outworked. And, and we got outworked. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, hopefully, like I said, you, you, you – we can tighten up a few things and try to go out tomorrow and, and, and get a win. What was your tone in the locker room with the guys? It's the end of a four-game trip, um, but you haven't been one to, to really cut them slack in, in you know, those kinds of ways. Were you? What was your tone? How did you address the team? Uh, I just walked in the locker room and said, bring it in, one, two, three, let's go. That's it. I didn't say anything. And then dapped them up and, le- and left. Hey, Mike, what do you think of the team? Oh, really? Really? An ad in the middle of this? That's almost as bad as Nick interrupting Morgan. Which one's worse? I'm going to say the ad. Yeah, I agree. At least Nick provided a funny moment, and I meant to cut it later. Maybe I will, where he goes, fire the laser. That was great. (laughs) For a drop for our pod. That was great. Now now I feel like, do you want to try to dive in one more time? Let's just see. Let's just see. A little bit more. Yeah. Let's see a little more Mike Brown. If we were better defensively, we wouldn't have. You know, we gave up 40 points in the first quarter. You know, and when you do that, first of all, the 40 points is tough to combat. But right. the way we gave it up, you know, we 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 had no physical presence at all, and they felt extremely comfortable and in rhythm. And you know, anytime you do that to to, to with NBA guys. It's going to be a long night, and it was a long night for us. De'Aaron at 14 in the second period, you mentioned his communication on defense. Did it feel like he was – Well, I'm, I'm saying communication just overall, stay in it, keep the ball moving, keep bodies moving. Uh, we, we Yeah, I'm just saying overall, like in timeouts and the huddles and stuff like that, our communication wasn't great in the pick-and-roll game on the floor. Um, and, and like I said, we got beat a lot in the pick and roll game where they rejected the screen and there's no big there because either A, the big called a certain direction and the guard didn't send the, the ball to the direction or because he didn't hear or our big was late getting, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure, but there were a plethora of mistakes in the pick and roll game that hurt us. There were a lot of mistakes on the weak side that hurt us. You know, we, we weren't good at all on the weak side. 
And you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's tough. It's going to be tough to win if you're going to have those mistakes plus not have a physical presence defensively. Not just him. We had a lot. Just told guys, if you're open, please shoot it. Hmm. And they just started shooting it when they were open. There's no conversation need to be had because guys were wide open. And it's just whether or not they wanted to shoot the ball. When you spend a lot of energy making a comeback like that, does that, does that make it tougher to finish? Because you guys have been good in the clutch all year long. Uh, it, it makes it tougher. We just, we just, you know, uh, the big fella uh, was a monster, Walker Kessler. You got to give him credit. We couldn't get anything at the rim, so we just relied on jumpers. And, um, you know, and the jumpers didn't always fall. But, you know, usually in the clutch, you know, we're, we're pretty good defensively. And we were not good defensively in the clutch tonight. And so you got to, again, you got to give them credit for, uh, the stuff that they did on both ends of the floor to get the win. So there's Mike Brown after this Kings loss. So one thing that I was surprised with tonight is like, and I know I've said this before, and maybe, hey, take a drink every time Deuce says this. Oh, but, okay. You know, can we go a little small ball five instead of Metsu in this situation and get Kessler out? You know, like it, when Sabonis is out of the game, go small ball five. Yeah. And, and spread the floor five out. Let's let's try to make this guy defend. Get him out of the bat. You know, I'm just trying to come up with different ways that maybe you could have adjusted a bit here. But to, to the larger point, it, the defense was the issue again tonight, and that's that's the reality. Of yeah. It, so and that's you know his his point too. Just even the communication of in a pick and roll, and those are the small details that we're talking about. Yeah. I couldn't even. I can't hear on the broadcast that they're not talking. And, uh, in their pick and roll coverage, but when they're not executing things, you know that those details are probably factoring in. Do you think you know Mike Brown said, "Oh, he just came in and said, let's go uh, team on three. Let's go one, two, three team." Do you think you believe that? I think or he said. Like, did he give him the silent treatment tonight? Was he like, you know what? They know what they did. Like, how do you think he? Would you believe what he said? Uh, I'm sure he said something. I mean, because like if he came in and was just like team on three, one, two, three. Like I've had that happen before. Yeah. And it's like the ultimate, like, oh my God, mom and dad are disappointed. You do you know what I no, mean? Yeah. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. Any other thoughts on like, this game? Nope. That's oh. pretty much it. That's going to do it for us. Appreciate you guys hanging out. We're going to be back live again tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Kings and Celtics. We do this again. Kings and Celtics. Will we light the beam. I don't know. Hopefully. But we're going to be here to talk about because we're on whether they win or lose. We love you guys so, so, so much. Appreciate the support. Hit that thumbs up button. We gots to go. Thank you so much for being here. And hey, I'm going to say it. Sleep beams. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.